Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from The Long Way is Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 89. Um, we're recording again, which is excellent news. And joining us in studio is Bronwyn, aka Bonnie. Hello. And we all hiked the South Coast track. So what we're going to do is do a full recap of that day by day and split it up into two episodes. So episode 89 will be days one to four, and the next episode will be days five to seven, and an overall musing on our experiences out there. So we hiked this, started on the 31st of December 2022, and over the next week we hiked from Malaluka back to Cockle Creek, and it's about 85 k's, lots and lots of elevation, lots of stunning wilderness in the Southwest National Park. And I think what we'll come to a conclusion is that it was good fun. Yes, very much so. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the impetus to do this was I'd kind of mentioned to you, Donovan, while we're having dinner one night that I was going to do it. And you were like, oh, yeah, that sounds good, oh, but I've got a baby on the way. And then Alyssa's like, if I don't have to do it, I'm more than happy to look after Miles for a week so you can do it. Yeah, because I think you were originally talking about going, like you didn't, you didn't have a set plan per se, but mm. South Coast Track was one of them. And then, you know, I think Alyssa saw an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so very quickly it became... Uh, you should go with Mark. Yeah. And then we mentioned it to Bonnie and Bonnie said, ah, oh, that's been on my bucket list. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you did a lot of the, the initial planning and like setting the dates and doing the logistics of like where we were going to stay each night and, and book the flights and the transfers out and everything. So that was very good because I didn't have to <laughs> worry about that. Uh, plus you had the, the guidebook and the maps. So... It was kind of a bit of a hike where I just showed up and, and <laughs> had to do some uh, modeling work. Yeah, I, so I bought the map and the guidebook when I was last in Tassie, which was in 2018. Mm. And I was meant to have gone back before then, but, you know, I had all the stuff, so it was kind of easy to plan. And, you know, with with um, the itinerary, I just followed John Chapman's itinerary because his itineraries generally are fairly easy to follow. So I was like, yeah, we'll just keep to the standard. And, uh, you know, if we, we had the sort of view that if something went wrong, we'd just suck it up and the last day we would double to get to the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we all flew out just after Christmas, arrived different times in Hobart, but um, we're all there for the day before and went out to do the Cape Rural track, which is a good um, starting point for also learning how to be models in Donovan's film series, which is coming out uh, later in the year. Yep. Um, but then day one. So this is kind of, it's a fun track to explain to anyone because you're like, well, I have to catch a light aircraft out to the middle of nowhere and then you hike back to the southernmost <laughs> road in Australia. Yeah. So it sounds quite adventurous to start with. Uh, but you two were quite nervous about the flight yes, out there. Yes, very Somewhat irrationally so. Which is funny because your dad's a pilot, Bonnie, and he was like trying to calm you down. And like, I know, yeah. and I've um, flown in light aircraft many, many times, but I just got it in my head that it's um, over the mountainous terrain and I got freaked out. Hmm. And I guess, you know, to be fair, there has been fatal accidents with planes heading out that way. Uh, there was one a couple of, probably more like four years ago now, where a plane crashed and because the weather is so notoriously crap out there it you know it there is a real risk of that happening so well um, it's a it's a pretty small risk really you're probably more dangerous getting to a hike by car yeah true but because you know we, you can see it happen it's just scary because it's scary yeah for yeah. some people i mean the the flight that we took out there there was three planes like take off pretty much um, one after the other, but we had perfect weather. Yeah. I'd have to say, getting out there, like yeah. we could see all the mountain ranges. We could see, uh, what was it Hearts Mountain? As we after we flew over yeah. the Huan Valley, and then that and Federation Peak. Federation Peak. You guys were on the that side of the plane to see Federation Peak, but you couldn't really see what I could see. Um, yeah. Just as we we're getting into Malaluka, you could see the track. 
snaking out towards the coast. I was like, that's that's our first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then landing in Malaluka, it's really just an airstrip in the middle of nowhere. It services, what, some boat tours. There's a small settlement there where I think people have legacy houses. Yeah. There's like, a, I think, a lady who has like the family's you know, when they had a tin mine out that way, and yeah. that's, that's it. And then there's like a bird hide. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, we got our gas canisters filled up with water, and there's like that excitement to get going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after talking to those two gentlemen that didn't exactly rave about the Port Davy track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From what I've seen, it doesn't look like one I want to do, but uh, yeah, it was interesting to talk to them. And then they were continuing on on the South Coast track as well. Yeah. But other people I spoke to who'd done the Port Davy track said it was really beautiful. So, yeah, who knows? I guess yeah. it depends on weather, but that is an option. If you're not a fan of flying, like I think one of those guys wasn't, yeah. is you start mm-hmm. at the end of Scott's Peak Dam Road and then you can walk the Port Davy track and then the South Coast track without ever catching an airplane. Yeah, and you can instead use the plane to fly in some beer like they had. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Alternatively, I guess some people hike out to Malaluka and then catch the plane out at mm. the end of the hike. But I think there's a certain adventurous spirit in flying to start a Absolutely. hike. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so day one, we it was late afternoon by the time we got in. I think mm. it was about... 3 or 4 p.m. maybe yeah, when we started? I think we the scheduled plane departure was 2.30 or something from, mm. from Paivion. So, yeah, probably about that time when we actually started going. Because I think we took a while because we had, you know, filled the water and signed in the, the book and everything. So it takes a little while to get going. Mm. But, yeah, this first section is just mainly just button grass planes all the way along um, the glacial valley mm. to the beach which, I mean, we had perfect weather. There was a nice sea breeze, fluffy clouds everywhere. And it was just like, as I said in the last episode, I was just being a basic bitch and being like, (laughs) wow, (laughs) this is amazing. But it was amazing, you know? Like, I think where I, like, I don't really like that kind of grassland scenery as a a place to hike through. Uh, You know, I didn't like it when I did the Pinker Up Plains, but... The difference here is that it's like, oh, look at this giant mountain that's coming out of this, you know, mm. this glacial valley. So that was beautiful. Mm. Yeah, because you're like sandwiched between, I think it's the Bathurst Range, the Malaluka Range, and the New Harbour Range. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, there's always like a new peak or a new angle to s- discover. And yeah, I just had a ball photographing this as we're going well. I really enjoyed it and I thought the scenery was spectacular and it was also a nice gentle start to what is mostly quite a challenging track. Mm. So it was good to ease into it with a nice gentle, not too much up and down. Anything that could have been muddy had a boardwalk. Maybe it could have been more fun if it was no boardwalks, but... It might have taken a lot longer to get to camp. (laughs) Yeah, true. It's probably good that... I mean, that's something that people should note is don't... Don't be, uh, don't think that the track is as easy as this the whole way because this is a, this is a bit of a luxury compared to some of the other days. I don't know. Like I was expecting, like we were joking while we were out there, like oh get used, to, like don't get used to this because it's not going to be like this. But I think with the latest track upgrades they've done, like a lot of the like what I assume would be bad stuff further on still mm. had boardwalks, still yeah, had true. like something to get you through it wasn't like a slog through mud the whole time yeah like they've done track improvements where it's needed so yeah i agree with that i think on balance it was easier than i expected a lot of the time because of the track improvements Mm. Mm. but i mean this this day had no real obstacle course walking at all no you know so i think that that's still a difference from some of the later days Yeah. yeah I think what will stick with me from this part was definitely there's that first mountain that's in the distance and you've got the boardwalk always leading towards it. And then as you come in to see Franey Lagoon and the the ocean, that mountain range to your left, um, there's this plains all before it. It just looks very much Rohirrim from uh, <laughs> yeah. Lord of the Rings, which Bonnie did not bother to watch as homework before because we were going to be quoting it quite a lot. Yes, as we did. Yes. And uh, Bonnie was unfortunately... Bewildered all the time. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh yeah, we eventually got to the beach though, and it's it's a weird like portal. I think I wrote this in my post. Is like you're on Buttongrass Plains, and then there's like a very short section of like vegetation, and mm. then you just pop out onto the beach. Yeah, definitely. And I think what was really nice about this was every other day we got to beaches probably at a more reasonable time, mm. but on this day because it was quite late, the sun was like in a sort of beautifully lit. Like you have that lovely photo on your blog mm. of it's Bonnie isn't it walking through I've got one of Bonnie through the mist and then I've got one of you two with like a wider shot with the sun just hitting the top of the mountain range yeah. and you guys all lit up as well yeah it looks just stunning as, as um, one of our friends said it was rather Tatooine-esque looking with the beach sand oh and, that's right yeah Bonnie's yeah. one of those uh, sand <laughs> <laughs> sand horses is what they call <laughs> no it was quite cool and like there's this if you enjoy beach combing, uh, the beaches along here are fascinating just to yeah. see what's washed up. Lots of interesting seaweed and lots of like blue layer type stuff, like the blue bottles and those things. Mm. That was one thing I was and like. And lots of shells too. Yeah, after I saw my first blue bottle, I was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to walk barefooted because I like don't want to have to pay attention to every step that I make. Yeah. Maybe not want to swim on that first day because we saw so many. Mm. But it is a, it's a beautiful bay. Really like beautiful. Cox yeah. bite. Yes. Because there's only singular cocks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's what, a, a creek in the middle where Franey Lagoon um, empties out. Yep. Um, and that's probably your last water point before camp, which yeah. would be good. Like, knowing that, I probably would have filled up there. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to um, walk yeah. past the campsite to get to the water. Yeah. And I got a bit stressed when we got to camp because I misheard Donovan. I thought he said it was brackish, and then I got really worried. I was like, oh, no, but it turned out to be fine. Yeah, that, The whole way along, we had really good water. That one was not too brackish, you know. Like I think that was totally fine. Yeah, it, was it was only really the last one later Even the on. last one was okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Point Eric campsite, it's about a 14-kilometre walk from Malaluka, all fairly flat, fairly easy. Um, and this this campsite, I think, was one of the better ones, probably because of the conditions we got with the sunset and yeah. like, the, the warm conditions. I think as well, you know, it being the last day of the year as well, it just felt like it had a magic quality. Mm. You, you know, you arrive, we arrived at like 8, some, eight o'clock, yeah. and just the sun is sort of setting but still in the air it's golden hour beautiful campsite with uh you know nice spots mm -hmm. you know pretty much on the beach it was yeah lovely yeah kind of reminded me of thailand a little bit <laughs> yeah um, just because it was like humid and fairly balmy that night so it yeah. didn't feel like the south coast of tasmania but yeah but being the middle of summer it was sunset at like nine thirty. And like I think we were having dinner at like eight, or yeah. sorry nine o'clock. If we got in at eight, yeah, it was just a weird feeling. Yeah, it was. But it was really, really nice being camped. Like we were just above the beach where our tents were, so that was very nice and could hear the ocean. Beautiful natural location. Mm. Yeah, I think I always sleep better when I can hear the ocean like yeah. that. So it's good. Yeah, um, and that was a, quite a cool night. That was, I think I had both tent flaps open. And my sleeping bag unzipped. It was fairly warm that night. Yeah. But, mm. Yeah, beautiful. And then moving on to day two, which I think we can all agree is probably one of our least favorite days. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Donovan more so because you have no tolerance of heat whatsoever. I have like, yeah, zero tolerance for heat. And also, as I said, like grassland, you know, the sort of like moorlands are just not of interest to me I, mm. I find it hard to enjoy them and on a hot day it just exacerbates the enjoyment being just like no shade whatsoever it yeah. would have been a lot better on a on an overcast day that section yeah, yeah. but I, I thought it had had its good points i thought the long plain sections were i can understand why you didn't enjoy them but then the river crossings were fun and the beach walk was nice at the start I think so this it wasn't all tedious. It was this had some good points. Was probably a case of expectations versus reality, in that a lot of what you see when people sort of have videos and photos and blogs of this, you see all these creek crossings, and I imagine that it would be forest 
through all of that. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And someone else who was there who said the same thing. He's like, oh, they clearly glossed over all the boring bits because it's like quite a far distance between a Louisa Creek and Louisa River. And yet, you know, in the imagination is that, oh, it's all rainforest all the way through, but it's actually... A few patches of forest where the rivers are. Correct, yeah. 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 See, I was That's a fair point. Looking at the guidebook, John Chapman has like four photos for the day. One is of plains, tour of the creek crossings, I think one's of the beach or something. And then based off what happened when we came off the beach in day one and entered that nice bit of forest, I was like, oh, that's what it's going to be mostly like today. But it was like hot, exposed grassland, um, which wasn't too bad in places, but it was just very undulating. Yeah. And in the middle of the day, it was just like you can see where the camp was, yeah. but you never really seem to get too close to it. Yeah. I think it was very energy sapping that day because it was because it was quite warm and the sun was beating down on us. It was a bit muggy as well, like it, there wasn't much of a breeze. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you start the start is fantastic because oh, you basically yeah. step yeah. on onto the beach for quite a, a while. Um, we had the the black cliffs at high tide, which was a bit uh, di- was not fun. dicey, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't dicey, but there was no choice but to get splashed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's uh, in the video that I shot, there's a scene of like just a wave coming in and just splashing money. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> I think at that point, because like, I didn't want to take my shoes off to do it because there was like going to be sharp rocks or yeah. slippery rocks. So that was kind of the start of my uh, annoyance with myself in the day as I had wet boots pretty much from that point onwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being high tide, couldn't avoid getting wet. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of walk a short little beach section, cross a, a creek, and then into the, the moorlands. Yeah, that just never ends. Yeah. <laughs> never end. But this one is like, it's you kind of in the back of your mind, you know, there's a hill ahead. It's the biggest one of the day. And that, like mentally, I was like, let's just, you know, get it over with. And then that's the main challenge gone. Yeah. But it didn't quite happen that way. No. And, and to be honest, I actually thought this hill for some reason, and m- maybe it's just because of what I, uh, ex- you know, I, my expectation of the Iron Bounds was much more like, oh, this is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. But this hill, which seemed like nothing compared to the Iron Bounds, felt a lot worse to me because of the heat. Yeah, it was quite hot. I remember it being very warm and then we stopped in the only bit of shade we could find at the base yep. and stopped for like 45 minutes. And I remember just cooling down and my heart rate like went like south of 100 beats per minute for the first time in a while but then yeah slogging back up um was quite quite a challenge in the the heat yeah but in some ways i think the heat made the river crossings like a nice reward they were like and each one was like a little oasis and same with the camp at the end of the day on the river yeah it was good that it was a hot day for that I think that's true, but that's like saying, you know, being tortured. <laughs> that someone giving you a hug was like the best thing about yeah. the day. Isn't sleep great when you've worked a 12-hour day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. Like, I think from the top of the hill down to the first creek crossing was a bit kind of tedious because the, the views of the Ironbounds, while nice, didn't really change. And it was very mm. like, because the, the quartzite you're walking on is bright white. And it just radiates off all of that sun. Yeah. Which is like, I can't believe when he did this whole hike without sunnies on. That's, yeah, I'm, I'm actually getting sunnies now. So that's another story. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I usually, I never, I never wear sunnies, but that might change from this year yeah. onwards. Yeah. Like whenever I took mine off to do something, like clean or whatever, I would be like, oh, <laughs> the sun. I've just never liked wearing sunnies because I prefer to see everything in its real colours. Mm. But, yeah, I agree. I probably should wear them. Mm. It's amazing you're not squinting all the time in Donovan's videos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we did eventually reach that first creek crossing, which was Faraway Creek. Yep. And, yeah, beautiful spot. Like, you descend down um, very brown, tannic river. I think we got it probably at the lowest it's probably ever going to be during the year. So it was just more of a little wade yeah, I could yeah. imagine it could be quite challenging um, after lots of rain. Yeah, I've seen videos and photos of it after much more significant rain. And planning this whole trip, there's this like famous photo that 
Australian Geographic always uses of these crossings, and it's mm. a guy with like a yellow jacket crossing there, yeah. and Bonnie has a yellow jacket, and <laughs> we were gonna do like the adventure shot. And it was just yeah. like just a bit too hot. It doesn't it look, hot, yeah. and also it doesn't look like a real adventure because no. it's just a yeah. nice, <laughs> nice shallow creek, creek crossing. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they've got like ropes to help you grab onto something, but we didn't really use them at all, no. other than for balance. I think at Louisa River. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but this is like uh, I was so annoyed at myself this day because I, like I already had wet boots, but I just made it worse by not taking them off for these crossings. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was probably the, the downer on the day for me. Um, but and this... I was very happy to be wearing trail runners. And I, before the hike, I was 50-50 on whether I should wear the trail runners, but I'm, I'm glad I did. For the conditions that we got, I might have regretted it if we had wetter conditions. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think for the first couple of days, or maybe, yeah, first two and a half days, I think trail runners are, are really, really yeah. good footwear. Even on the re- really muddy day, it was fine. Yeah, mm. I did notice With though. With gaiters, I, I, I did notice that you avoided the pud, the mud a lot more than Mark and I did. Yeah, um, maybe. Prob- whereas I think that you, if you're wearing boots, you can be a little bit more blasé about the mud. Yeah, because with trail runners, like just a little bit of moisture, even if they're like ankle deep, you just soak everything through. Mm. Yeah, um, but on at this day, yeah, I kind of see. I, if I, in hindsight. I would have taken my shoes off every creek crossing and just, mm. just gone stuff it, even though it takes more time. Yeah. I'd rather that than have... Because I had blisters as a result of it, I reckon. Mm. Mm. An interesting choice, Bonnie, to wear white trail runners. Well, it wasn't a choice. They were on They were on sale. So. <laughs> they came out not, not too well. badly after I washed them. <laughs> they did change colour over the course yeah. of the trip. Yeah, it was funny when we did a creek crossing after some mud and Bonnie's shoes would just magically appear white again. <laughs> uh, but we had lunch here because it was about the middle of the day by the time we, we arrived um, and the, the Kiwi couple that we were on the same itinerary with were also here but I mean we weren't very social these first few days yeah I feel like you're getting to know people yeah. and you probably want to stick to your, your group and mm. yeah so we didn't really talk as much until later on yeah um, but then leaving Faraway Creek it's really not far to Louisa Creek mm. but it felt a long time. Because oh, it's, it's only like 700 metres. Yeah. But I felt like we were walking for like double what that feels like to me. Like, yeah. you know, a kilometre feels like X amount of time. And it felt like we were walking for 2Ks. Yeah, so it's very up and down. Like, sometimes the views would be there, sometimes they wouldn't. And having no breeze, it mm. just made it hotter and hotter. Yeah. Yeah. But then Louisa Creek, another kind of very samey creek crossing and that like you've got rocks and a, a little bit of water i think i put my gaiters on <laughs> just try something different <laughs> just trying to keep the water out it made no difference whatsoever and i was so cranky at the other side <laughs> yeah i remember you're like oh i have these boots yeah. and they're absolutely yeah. worthless <laughs> like pouring water out of them and then not far off from that i was just like i can't walk for another three hours in these boots so I like took them off and just walked in my thongs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun, fun. But yeah, I mean it's it's not too bad. There's a point I think after the turn off to Louisa Bay, where it gets better. Mm. Um, but yeah, Louisa Bay is I think it's what a six kilometer return, like detour. Yeah. Which I think if it hadn't have been so hot, we all probably would have yeah, been happy I to do. Yeah, I really would have liked to have done that, but it just I think I was just feeling low energy and it's probably for the best that we didn't although if I did the south coast track again I'd make a point of getting mm. down to Louisa Bay the people who did go on that day they said there was no water and it was basically just 6k's of walking along the same sort of grasslands yeah. to the beach so yeah. on a day like that I think when we were already a bit pissed off with the weather it's yeah. probably not a as I was super excited, I was like, well, let's stay there after watching Aaron Gray's video because mm. it looks yeah. so amazing. But then when you're out there and like weighing up like that's an extra 6Ks, I'm already feeling like not great. I, was, I wasn't I was bummed about missing it. Yeah. Mind you, so he did an extra day to do it. Yeah. And then the next day he had like a short day to Louisa River. So mm. I think if you plan the itinerary like that, then that probably is okay. 
Whereas I think if we had to add that in and then rush to Louisa River, either as part of day two or making that part of day three, that would be less enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after the, the track junction, you kind of wind around a bit of a corner and then you enter like some nice forest. And I think we all kind of breathed a sigh of relief of like, oh, thank God we're under cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the shade. I was slightly annoyed with these like pockets of forest because the umbrella... I had to close the, the hiking umbrella down every time we entered these forests and then we'd emerge into more grassland and I'd have to open it again. Yeah. So that was a bit annoying um, having these little pockets because uh, I'll say while the hiking umbrella was a godsend for the, the open sections on days one and two, not so useful in the forest sections because of how enclosed the forest is mm. like um it was just a bit of a you know some sometimes the umbrella would get stuck on trees and stuff like that not sometimes a lot of times very like, often mark can you just untangle me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah although yeah. i must say i was um a bit envious of your hiking umbrella when the sun was beating down on us mm. Mm. and i'm going to buy one myself so you too can look like a doofus like me <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but then there was like a really long section of plainsy type, which was the only time I really enjoyed the plains today because you oh. had Mount Louisa to the left, which was really imposing. Actually, that was really good. Yeah. Use. The Ironbounds to the right with like the tree cover of Louisa River there. This, and the, the kind of bit overcast by this stage and the, the heat of the day had worn off a little bit mm. and we were sort of close to camp, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was one bit where we descended. I was like, oh, we're going to be there like now. Yeah. And it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, we, we're good. Um, that was, is that where we bumped into that couple that were like, oh, you're filming this? And like, wow, <laughs> what a setup you've got. <laughs> yeah, and they they seen like this crazy sort of silver blob coming towards yeah. them they're like what is it and they realize that hiking umbrella yeah. um, and then the last little section through a prescribed burn um, that had happened last autumn which was very yeah. controlled and necessary but made me feel like home you know? yeah you're in WA <laughs> yeah although it was in WA they just would have let Louisa River and all the uh, vegetation <laughs> that's <just> burn. right <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, and then descending down into beautiful kind of rainforesty type vegetation lining the river. Yeah, and then there's campsites on either side, but given we didn't really want to wade through water the, the following morning, mm. um, we crossed Louisa River that afternoon. Also, I think there, there's only a toilet on the other side, so that could be annoying too. Yeah, if mm. you're that's, on the wrong that's side. a good point. Yeah, um, but Louisa River again. A bit of a doddled across, like not very deep. Yeah, kind of. It was really only the slippery rocks yet to worry yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. It was an easy crossing in our, in the conditions we had, but probably could be a bit more dicey. If yeah, the river was flowing more. I've mm -hmm. seen a few videos where it's like a, a raging torrent. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we were very very lucky with this sort of stuff. Mm. And the mm. river by the campsite was most welcome on such a warm day. Yes. Yeah. Um, we spent a while just sitting in the water. Yep. And was... then there's also a beautiful swimming area if you go downstream of the cross. I think it's downstream of the crossing. Mm. Yep. Where I went for a swim there as well. It was very nice. Yeah. Nice because deep river pool. When we got there, there was like it was quite crowded. Like every campsite we were at was busy. Mm. So I think we kind of just took a spot that we could because we were one of the last ones in. Um, but there's definitely like a large site with a lot to explore. Yeah. Yeah. There were there were some other people who came in after us who had, you know, they had to pick yeah. through like some of the lesser spots, whereas I think mm. we had a nice open area. Yeah, we had a good yeah. spot. Although yeah. I think we were slightly concerned about tree branches above us. I remember positioning my tent so that if one of the branches fell, it wouldn't land on me. Yeah, because mm. they had big signs, like, yeah. you know, risk area signs yeah. saying that branches will fall, so... But I mean, yeah. after a, a long, hot day, that was just one of my favorite memories is just sitting with my feet and my legs in the river, yep. just like cooling down and rehydrating. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really good. I actually, I wish I had filmed us sitting in the water because at that stage, I was just like, I don't care about filming. <laughs> I just want to mm. sit in the water. Yeah. But uh, it's a nice memory that I have as well. Yeah. I've got a nice shot of you just sitting there <laughs> like a pig in mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's so cold. I'm happy. Because yeah. I was like getting quite cold by the end of it and you yeah. were like almost fully submerged yeah <laughs> it was lovely just to after like being you know just so sweaty and hot that was you know as i say in the video it's a, it was a soothing balm mm. after that 
heat. So that day is about 18 or 19 kilometres, and for us that was the longest of the days. It, um, it felt, to me, it felt longer than it was that day. Yeah. It might yeah. have just been because it was hot and sunny. Or it wasn't even that hot, really. It could have been hotter. Yeah, I think it was so, late 20s. Yeah, yeah. but it, it just felt like a long day. But I think, you know, the thing I'll say, because a lot of people when they see late 20s, they'll be like, what are you talking about? But in Tassie, late 20s feels much worse than I think what it feels like in other areas. Yeah, and because the days are longer, like your exposure to the, the high UV and the sun is a lot more as well. Mm. And given there wasn't a sea breeze until the very end, it was just like, yeah. And the walking on the quartzite, which just reflects the heat as well. Was, yeah. yeah, so the radiant heat is probably... Plus you're carrying like what, 18 kilos on your back and wearing, well, for both of us, boots with like heavy socks and yeah and camera equipment <laughs> camera equipment long pants like it's just yeah it, it all adds up yeah so moving on to day three so this is the big one that everyone kind of has in mind when they talk about the south coast track and again it's like good fun to explain to people you basically go from sea level up to 900 and something meters 980 then, is it or? yeah i think it's 980 yeah, yeah and then straight back down then camp at sea level again. <laughs> yeah. This is why Alyssa didn't want to do it. She saw this and went, nope. <laughs> yeah. And I, we, I think we had conversations out there like, would Alyssa enjoy this bit? And you're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the start of the day, very pleasant. We're up early. Well, you're always up early, Donovan, but Bonnie and I tried to be up early and packed. <laughs> yep. Um, because it was such a long day, but spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the start sees you leave Louisa River, you kind of follow it for a little bit through like stunning rainforest, and then you pop out onto the uh, button grass plains where you can see the whole iron bounds and what you have well, to accomplish. Well, not quite the whole iron bounds. You can see the first part of the climb, but the iron bounds are like once you've done the first climb, there's a few sort of plateaus and stages to it. Yeah. But yeah, you get such a good view of the Iron Bounds. And also, I think it's Mount Louisa you can see on the side. Yeah, so yeah. if you look behind you as you're walking, there's Mount Louisa. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's very imposing, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a little bit exciting doing that boardwalk section, but then once you're into the climb. <laughs> and I think the, the steepest bit um, of the whole thing is actually the first section. Mm. I think it averages like a 25% gradient. Yeah, I remember that being quite um, quite tough, especially... Also, you don't get much breeze at that level as well, so mm. I think it gets a bit easier as you get higher, like less gradient and more breeze. Mm. And the sun, I think, was out for this first yeah, part, was, which made it feel yeah. a bit worse. It was humid and sunshiny. Mm. But, I mean, just lots and lots of steps. Yep. It kind of felt a bit bluff knowledge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I actually thought the climb was not as bad as I thought it would be mm -hmm. because it was like you got the worst bit out of the way, worst of the climb out of the way, I should say. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of plateaued out and it became like a nice ridge kind of walk. So I felt that while you had that steep bit, you got to sort of take a moment to just appreciate the views. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of other sort of mountain walks where it's just straight up. And, you know, I always talk about the narrative of a walk and I felt mm. that the narrative of this was actually a nice narrative of like very steep plateau and then a bit more climbing so I, I quite liked it. I yeah. would agree with that but I was maybe slightly disappointed that it was cloudy um, higher up for pretty much the whole day because I have been told by a friend who's done the south coast track that the view from high up on the iron bounds is one of the best views he's ever seen so I was hoping we'd be able to see like Federation Peak and a clear view of Louisa Bay it was still beautiful, and of course, being in the clouds is atmospheric. But I think also on the whole, my view of the day was a bit negative, not because it's bad, but I was just in a terrible mood. I wasn't feeling well, so I think at the time I wasn't enjoying it. But I look back at it now and look at the photos, and I think, oh, that was actually quite nice scenery. You were a bit of a zombie going up that climb, <laughs> like yeah. watching you, because we had to stop quite a bit to 
to wait. Yeah, and sorry. Then, no, that's all right because like we knew it was going to be a long day, so it wasn't a, a big issue. Mm. I mean, both you and I were filming and photographing a lot anyway, so we weren't going terribly fast. Mm. But, I was just feeling like just when will this be over? Just feeling wretched. Um, there were a few good points. I, I enjoyed seeing the alpine flowers or the Tasmania Tasmanian flowers and little bugs and things. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think at one point it's when you reach the first like rocky spire bit yeah. and I saw the Tasmanian star flower and I was just like, yeah. Bonnie, this will perk Bonnie up. And like, I think it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got like, as you said, it's kind of like steep part, ridge, another steepish part and then it's like up and down towards the summit. Yeah. yeah. And then the summit itself was pretty flat. Yeah, like it's just, it kind of, because we couldn't see where it was. Oh, actually, it doesn't go over the summit. We were, like, the track goes a little bit below the summit. Although I think it would it wouldn't have been, if you wanted to just go off track just a short distance, you could have got I think in there, it's which another we, we didn't bother doing. But. 100 metres vertically mm. and yeah. along a ridge line, but I don't think we could actually see the ridge line. No, we line. couldn't no. see anything. Yeah. Because so yeah, the trail track. kind of kind of veers to the I think to the east and around from where the summit is yeah um and it, oh, I found it quite interesting because like as as you were saying you know like the the alpine uh flowers that appear as you get to a certain point and then it became like just a uh you know just clear rocky plateau mm. yeah and then as we kept going it became like more the alpine scenery that I'm used to seeing in like central Tassie like you yeah. saw some pencil pines and, and some, some waratahs, waratahs yeah. and pandani as well I yeah. think the first time I was like oh pandani <laughs> yeah so that was cool like seeing that transition and seeing uh, sort of a micro environment up there for the, mm. this area and it was much much cooler once we got into the cloud cover as well like yeah. it was yep. like complete night and day from the previous day yeah, I think we were even putting jumpers and coats on up there yeah we did jumpers at least yeah yeah Yeah. unfortunately no reception at the top no we spent a while trying to send messages yeah i got a message i did get a message sent but i was really hoping to speak to Alyssa because i had i had told her oh well you know we'll be on a mountain we'll get Mm. reception nope yeah so i will yeah um and then heading down so we made the decision because it was quite cold and cloudy that we'd have lunch at the high camp which is i think it's like a 50 to 100 meter descent like vertically from from the summit area mm. and that was through really nice like waratahs mountain rockets there was that little stream that we thought was the fresh alpine stream that's at the high camp mm-hmm. um but yeah just limited visibility but it just felt really really cool yeah and there was that grassy area that we got to sit on which was a bit soggy but very soggy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, stopping for lunch. And I remember you, Bonnie, like putting your pack down and then just like literally laid down on the ground. And I was yeah. like, Bonnie, eat something. And you like rose like a zombie being like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, from high camp, it's just, there's a little bit of a, an exposed area and we could sort of see, I think there's one of the points down below. Yeah. Um, but then the cloud cover kind of was a bit, too much and then we entered the the heavily vegetated rainforest side of the mountain yep which is just a complete stark difference to what we climbed up like being all exposed with steps and then you're into this like muddy rooty like tunnel yeah it's like a completely different area and you know a lot of people say you know the climb is not as hard as the descent and i totally agree with that yeah the descent much much slower because you have to think about every step yeah you've got to like position your hands you've got to go over like tree branches and rocks and everything real Mm. obstacle course yeah yeah and i remember just like because my watch has this like rudimentary um altitude figure on it and i remember looking at it being like oh we've still got 700 meters to go (laughs) counting down the meters yeah yeah and that was strange i was hating every moment of that descent and it's really strange because that's actually the sort of hiking i love like i really like obstacle course hiking but i was just miserable and i was sort of thinking oh why why am i doing this i need a new hobby (laughs) (laughs) and then i was also a bit a little bit anxious about it because i wasn't feeling well i was dizzy and i thought if i break an ankle here i'd be waiting for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours for some very elaborate rescue situation because it's not like that you could just 
fly in a helicopter to that steep descent or um, anything like that. Yeah. Mm. So I was quite mindful of not um, not having an injury in that location. Well, obviously, be careful anywhere, but even more so. Yeah, and I think there's, you know, the, you're quite right. There's there's a very real risk, even if you are at, you know, your best to slip and, you know, a fall here would be quite yeah. a significant injury. Yeah, And it would be very easy to fall as well because it would just take one wrong step on a slippery patch of rock. Mm, and yep. there's, like, low-lying branches you could hit your yeah. head on, you could hit your head on a rock, like... Yeah. You're probably making it sound worse than it is really. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're an experienced hiker yeah. and you know what you're doing and you're careful about where you're stepping, it's really only like a freak accident you have to worry about, yeah. which yeah. you can't control. So. Well, you could get your hiking umbrella stuck on a tree, which oh, yes. happened constantly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I worked out later how to position it so that it didn't keep knocking things. Yeah. But on this day, I just kept um, getting stuck. And also the handle extends out and the handle would get stuck onto things and then I would move to get away and it, the handle <laughs> would just... Yes, yeah. yes it did. <laughs> so thank you, Mark, for helping me many, many times over this descent. Oh, that's all right. I actually really enjoyed the descent, apart from a, like at certain points stopping and you're like, this is going to take forever. Like the scenery was fantastic. Yeah, was, like, I must mm. say there were lots of really nice ferns and mosses and things like that. Like I wasn't appreciating it at the time, but... Yeah, it was it was quite nice, and luckily we had more jungle jungleish type scenery further down the track as well mm. on other days. Um, so yeah, there's this, it's a long way, and then I think goal for us was low camp, the Ironbound's low camp, and we were going to stop for a little bit there, but yeah. that just seemed to never ever like, well, it went be on close. Forever. Yeah, I know. and, and it we... wasn't. It's not that long in distance. It's just you just got to go slowly. Mm. Yeah, and I remember your. Well, I did anyway. Like you had, you said the altitude we were at should be, we should be there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, yeah. why and is it taking so long? There was that really weird, like, uphill bit. It was like a five meter, oh, like, right. climb, and you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> After being so long on the downhill. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't stay there for very long. So, like, we'd been on our feet for a, quite a while up until that point. And there was like a bit of a worry that we wouldn't reach camp, like, mm. with enough time to get dinner and everything done before dark. Um, but then this, I think this is where the frustration really set in for me is we reached that creek, which was really, really beautiful. And we took the right turn, which some people didn't do. You very easily take the wrong turn at that creek. Cause there's what looks like a uh, trail yeah. going like straight on. Stream. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And it, it looks more obvious than the actual track. Yeah. 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 Um, which is good to like, cause we had the guidebooks we knew. Like, he warned you don't go upstream, but um, the Kiwi couple didn't, and they took that wrong turn. But mm. I would have, had I have not known that, I probably would have gone the same way. Yep. But then, like, just the elevation chart from here is it basically drops all the way down to sea level as if it's, like, an easier descent. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, undulating the yeah. whole time. It actually felt like we were climbing more than we were descending just up yeah. down up down up down yeah but you don't see that in the elevation chart at all yeah this is the pitfall of the john chapman way of doing elevation charts is that he sort of sort of averages it out because he does say if you read the like the des- description he says like undulations but if you look at the map there's no relationship to that and this yeah. is something a lot of people get caught out with his uh his elevation charts on, on other trails as well because he does this where it's just like none of the little micro climbs are in there yeah but i mean it was like i was a bit annoyed but it was like beautiful scenery still and i had to like Mm. stop and calm myself down and be like just enjoy it you're out here like you're enjoying taking photos you're probably never going to be here again or i might go back (laughs) and as we got to camp there are some really nice ocean glimpses along mm. the rocky coastline. Yeah, lots yeah. of little bays and like you're kind of high above them, but you can still see like the yeah. geology and yeah. everything working. They reminded me a lot of like Fitzgerald River if there was forest right to the beach. Yeah. The formations yeah. looked similar to like um, you know, some of the Possibly even a similar there. rock type, like quartzite type rock. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably Maybe. is. Yeah, just the way that like, yeah, the geology of it with like the fault lines and how like at certain beaches you just have like diagonal lines of the um, rock layers. Yeah. That was cool. Um, But we eventually reached camp after I think 11 and a half hours total. Sorry, that was probably all my fault. (laughs) 
no, no, no. no. <laughs> I um, think I think we it was. Oh, you know, and we were all filming went. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's lots of factors going into that day, <laughs> but camp is beautiful. Like, like Little Deadman's Bay itself is a little rocky cove. Um, there's a. They said there were two creeks there, but we really only crossed one, which was the one that you fill up your water at. Hmm. Um, again, full campsite. There was a lot of younguns. Yeah, there was like a massive like, group. Yeah, I yeah. think they were staying there two nights. Yeah, they just had this had very chill vibe. Yeah. yeah, but also like I know like coming down off the mountain and coming into camp and there was this massive group. I just was not in the mood <laughs> to talk to them and like oh. grumpy dog. Yeah, because like um, Tim, who was hiking on the same itinerary as us, was like was like, "Hey, how's it going?" I was like. Not interested in talking about <laughs> right now. And he was just being friendly, but I just, yeah. I was just like, my feet were hurting. I just wanted to set up camp and mm. I just was like, there's too many people here for me to like yeah. talk. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, dude, you're filming. You're just like, yes. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's something that, you know, people will ask you the same questions about filming. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't really feel like answering those questions right yeah. now. Yeah. That's good. Good promo. But like, yeah, follow the long ways better. Yeah, I should have probably pushed it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But I thought the campsite was lovely, and it was sort of similar to the um, Point Eric campsite in a way. It was like like the first night's campsite in that where you put your tent is directly above the water, mm-hmm. and then the beach it was a very rocky beach, so kind of a bit tricky to walk on, but lovely for a swim, which I did an evening swim. Yeah, in, Very in amongst refreshing. all the kelp. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I made a mistake. I swam in this shallow lagoon and it, it was very shallow. And then later I realised if I'd swam on the other side of the bay, it was a nice, more sandy, deeper area. Mm-hmm. It would have been much better. But it was still nice. I quite liked the, there was like a rock shelf that you could sit on and, you know, contemplate the ocean. Yeah. That, that was, was really near us. Nice. I remember after dinner, I was just like, I'm just going to go down and watch the sunset. And like the sun came out for like a brief second and like lit everything up. I was like, yeah, this is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the long, long day. I think we finally got over the ironbounds and then we could relax a little bit. Yes. Um, so, day four is Little Deadman's Bay to We Camped at Oz Meridian Beach, um, which is a sidetrack off the main South Coast track. Um, if you want a shorter day here, you can camp at the Prion Boat Crossing, which is a big highlight of the day and very similar to what we've all done on the bib before, um, just after Peaceful Bay. Yeah. Um, but to start with, we got lost. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know whether the camp or where the track exited the beach. Um, we thought it was at the end. No one was really sure in camp that we talked yeah, to. Yeah, we had people asking us, where do you go um, to get to the track? And we're like, mm. oh, we don't know. Mm. So but yeah, we like, had to hunt around for where the track leaves the beach it's but we like found it halfway around and there's like a can and when you see yeah. it you're like oh that's obvious yeah. but like yeah yeah but yeah you kind of like off the beach a little bit of like tallish forest and then onto more button grass plains but it's very very narrow um this section sorry this section's very short in terms of the button grass before you're back into the forest yeah yeah and again, you know, nice boardwalk, so it's not like a muddy plane. It was, you know, mm. quite easy and nice. And the good thing about this bit is you could look back at the iron bounds, which you didn't get coming <laughs> yeah. down them. So you'd yeah. be like, yeah, I, in inverted commas, conquered you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then into the forest and like, I completely forgot about this first part of the day until I looked at my photos again. Yeah. Nice some, little beaches. Yeah, there's some nice forests in between the beaches and then there's Tuturoa Beach, I think it is. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, beautiful section. We had the sun come out there and there's this nice meditative walking. Yeah. yeah. And you can see in the videos that, like, Bonnie's in a much better mood through this section Yay. like you're like yeah. you're like laughing like the, yeah. the there's a bit where i'm filming bonnie walking and the and bonnie's got her shoes off and i don't and then water comes in i'm like oh gotta get out of here and like you you kind of like wave at, at me and yeah you can see that you're feeling a lot better there yeah well i was feeling heaps better the day before i had the worst headache it was just horrendous and then i think i took the i've got these like painkillers I didn't think I was going to use but they're like Panadol and Ibuprofen combined so I took two of them and then I seem to have been good after that mm. Yep. 
Yeah, no, it was definitely a chippier morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then exiting that beach, it was like that rocky platform where the creek comes in and then beautiful, like very much coastal forest, which we hadn't really got too much of. There was lots of like yeah. ferns and grasses and banksias through here. Yeah. And then kind of up and down a little bit, there's that really cool long log mossy log that you walk on that's kind of oh, like right. we're away bridge yep. I'd or about that. boarding yep. house bridge yeah mm. um and then there's a descent down to the beach where there's another little creek where you can fill up yep that was quite a cool little like corner it yeah. was and that was the start of prion beach which for me I th- that was one of my favorite beaches i think i thought it was really beautiful even though it was long Mm. It just felt so remote and pristine and you could see the mountains behind the beach as well mm. and really cool islands offshore. And firm underfoot as well. Yeah, easy yeah. walking. Yep, and it's, yeah, like, I think is it the longest beach section you'll walk so. on? Yeah. yeah, so you could kind of just like take your shoes off and relax for that, that whole section. Yeah. Yep. I mean, in the end, like you bolted off into the distance Bonnie was like looking at everything on the beach and I was kind <laughs> of in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I think at that point yeah. I was like, I think I put music on. I was just like, it was just like a really nice time just to just be walking and enjoy Yeah, like the whole thing. I think I kind of got to a point where I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but I just kind of want to sit down. And I knew that the boat crossing would be a nice spot to sit down and just take it all in. Yeah. Mm. So I felt like, oh yeah, I'll just, I'll just push on have a break there and then the guys will catch up and I can set up the shot for when yeah. when you were descending <laughs> through the sand dune. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Very, very easy to spot the beach exits. A lot of them are. They're just like a tangle of boys and fishing nets and Flotsam ropes. Flotsam and, and jetsam. Yeah. Yes. That is the technical term. <laughs> yeah. So this one, yeah, you kind of like round the corner into the dunes to go into the lagoon and you like see those really cool views of Precipitous Bluff mm. and the, the lagoon and the boat crossing. It's Yeah. When you say lagoon, you really mean a river. Yes. No, but it's called New it's River Lagoon. It's called New River Lagoon, yeah. but it's like yeah. a um, estuary river type thing. Yeah. yeah. And yes, amazing views of the mountains. Like we could see Precipitous Bluff and Federation Peak. Yeah, it was really beautiful. And I'm glad that it was a, it was a relatively clear day so we could see those peaks. Mm. And it made me want to do the, oh, what's it called? The Is it the Southern Ranges? Southern Ranges, yeah. yeah. I really want to do that now. It goes over Precipitous Bluff, um, another, another hike. Yeah, mm. really cool. And then... For some reason, instead of canoes, they have rowboats. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what would that heavier? be, like three, two, three hundred metres, four hundred metres maybe? I think, it, I think it's variable depending on the water levels. Yeah. So we were there, uh, I think it was lower tide, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because we had we to drag, drag it quite the boat, way yeah. up. Um, yeah, and so that, that was really quite difficult. I thought dragging the rowboats down to the water and then back out. And I thought yes. if I was on my own, I would really struggle. I would have had to have sit, sat there and waited for high tide. Um, yeah, it was not easy. Yeah, or it might have been just we had the wrong technique of moving the boats we did realize if you lift them up and pull them along it's easier yeah that would be my tip towards the end i was like if you just lift them up and drag them there's less surface area yeah 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 they're quite fun they're not easy to control compared to a canoe yeah because you can't see where you're going and it's like a weird like you go back and then like i was watching you guys because bonnie and donovan went over first and then bonnie stayed on the other side and donovan came back and then i rode donovan back but i was watching from the shore like trying to practice my (laughs) like technique yeah yeah it was quite quite funny and then i also wanted the shot of donovan sitting in the the rowboat uh with his umbrella like just classical yeah like pride and prejudice kind (laughs) of like it was i mean i'll say that's one thing that's cool about the boat is you know compared to like a kayak a rowboat is more sort of steady. Mm. So I was able to film both Mark and Bonnie as we were crossing. Plus, I was able to sit there with the umbrella and enjoy it. Whereas I think, I feel I I feel I probably would have capsized had I done that on a <laughs> kayak. Yeah. 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 Um, but the lagoon's really cool. There's lots of bird life there. There were mm. swans, seagulls, like shags, I think, as well. It's just lots and lots of bird life. Mm. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, and we made it to the other side in decent time, but it didn't take as long as I thought it would. Um, and then there's the campsite on the, what is that, the northern side mm. of the lagoon with some really cool fishing net um, yeah, hammocks. Yeah, pe- people had made hammocks out of old fishing nets. I was like, they should like make that a feature, like make them in Hobart or wherever Tassie Parks mm-hmm. is and like fly them out and install them in every campsite because they were cool. Yeah, it would have been great to have them. And, you know, we saw a guy who was camping like that on the first day and then mm. never saw him again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it would, would have been nice, at, uh, especially because all of these campsites have trees by water. Mm. So it definitely is doable. And there's no real places for you to sit down unless you bring your own ultralight hiking chair, which someone did and was very proud of himself for that decision. <laughs> um, so that's where we had lunch, um, kind of watched some people do, attempt the boat crossing. I can't remember who it was, but they didn't look like they were doing it very well. Yeah, their rowing technique was uh, less than optimal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then from campsite at Prion Boat Crossing, we had like another four or five k's to go to Osmeridian. Um, it's very like up and down mm. through coastal scenes. You've got views of the river and the yeah. ocean at and certain points. And those views were really beautiful from that section. Mm. Yeah. The, the river and ocean and, beach. and then, But then reading the guidebook, it was just like, and you have to wade through this creek and then you walk along the edge of it yeah. to get to the side of the hill where you hike up. And like looking down at the creek, I was like, there's no way we're going to be able to walk that. <laughs> like it would look deep well, we and wide. We could have difficulty yeah. getting out knees wet like compared to like other creek crossings that were like meant to be bad that yeah. seemed quite like challenging but then when we got descended down the hill tassie parks had built a new bridge for us. yeah yes that was yeah. a nice surprise i think that was built it was built since the book was written yeah it looked new but it's in chapman's website as an addendum uh, okay yeah because i looked at the updated guidebooks in all the hiking stores in hobart when we got back and there's no mention of it at yeah. all so it must be fairly recent yeah because my copy is the edition before the current edition because mm. you know we're thinking how how much is this trail going to change not much mm. um but yeah this is one thing that has changed even since the uh, the most recent edition mm. And then after that, because they put the bridge in, they've had to install a new trail. And it was just very hilly and sandy and up and down. Yeah, just little undulations that add up. Mm. Yeah. It was quite pleasant, though. It was, because you're like looking inland, you got all the mountains that look quite cool, and then you got closer to the coast, and yeah. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that section. Yep. And then it's kind of like open-ish area until you reach the uh, turn off to Osmeridian Beach. Yeah, which had, I think the two sort of main features you saw of this was Chicken Island yep. and the toilet. Yes. Like, <laughs> as like this glowing beacon on top of the hill near like, the campsite. Yeah, not too far, but then like from the turn off into camp, there was like like unexpected muddy bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, super I, muddy. I, um, went, I think I went thigh deep into the mud. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was knee deep. I can't remember, but it was deep. Yeah. So I got very, very muddy just before camp. <laughs> and I remember I just like sort of lost all my energy just before we got to camp as well. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> but then the campsite was like quite nice. Now I realize, now I remember why you were doing the the cleaning lady thing with washing all your stuff. No, well, I was, I was washing my stuff anyway. Yeah. It wasn't just because I was muddy. I washed my shirt. That, that wasn't muddy. Yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. And you like kind of arrive into camp and it's Tyler's Creek that you cross. Yeah. And the guidebook says fill up like... Further back. Further back. Which we didn't do. No. And it was okay to drink. It just been... Very tannic. The height of summer. There wasn't much flow. It yeah. was very tannic. Yeah, I was a little bit sus about that water. I was like, oh, I hope it's all right. And putting... Um, was wanting to boil it a bit more when we were cooking dinner, but mm. we don't seem to have had any problems yeah. from it. So. Touch, touch, touch wood. wood. <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple of months on, I think we would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the campsite's right sort of on the creekish. It's one of the ones that's not as scenic at the initial campsite, mm. um, but you can walk down Tyler's Creek to Osmeridian Beach, and that's it's quite like a wild a, yeah, place. A wild wavy beach which surprisingly you don't get that many wild wavy beaches on the south coast track or at least the conditions that we had they weren't that wavy 
Mm. But this one was like big waves and I was very tempted to go for a swim but ultimately decided not to because it's probably lots of rips and lots of blue bottles. Mm. Mm. So I just had a little splash around in the in where the river meets the sea. Yeah. Wash my clothes. No, it was a it was a really cool spot. I mean it it was one of those things where we were kind of lateish into camp and we kind of wandered down and then that was it. We were kind of doing dinner and then that was... I was expecting to be at camp for like six or seven hours in the daylight and yeah. like doing all this cool stuff, but we never really got that until the last couple of nights, I would say. Yeah. Mm. So that is days one to four of the South Coast track. Um, in real time, we're going to keep going and <laughs> recording, but uh, for everyone listening at home... Um, this will be a couple of weeks between releases. Yep. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, then please rate us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. Ratings really help us to reach an audience, especially those who are looking to learn about the outdoors in Western Australia and Australia in general. If you had any questions or suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at realtrailtalk at gmail.com or contact us through our social media channels. Thanks again and stay tuned for our next episode.